Bobby Witt Jr. saves the day. He breaks up the no-hitter. He gets a run in to break up the shutout. Bobby Witt Jr. is able to pull this offense together against the Minnesota Twins. How did that series go after Bobby Witt Jr.? Broke up that no-hitter in that game. Find out on today's Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals. Your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, which I want to thank you right now for making us your first listen every single morning every single day we're here for you talking royals baseball we're going to dive into bobby witt jr breaking up the no hit bid by the twins chris bubich making one of his final starts of the year and the bullpen approach against minnesota plus preview the rest of the series after the twins nearly no hit kansas city but again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. I want to tell you also, check out Lockdown Chiefs. Big Thursday night game this week on Amazon Prime. Go check out the Chiefs and the Chargers preview over on Lockdown Chiefs. Lockdown MLB has the national perspective on this playoff chase that you're going to want to get involved in, get into. And here's Sully's thoughts on the national side of baseball over on Locked On MLB and Locked On MLB prospects covering the stars of tomorrow. One of the stars of tomorrow is Bobby Witt Jr., who in this game was able to drive in the RBI with a uh, double to score MJ Melendez. And and uh, Hunter Dozier. The Royals get two hit in this game. They score three runs in this contest. They have four base runners via the walk. Three, uh, I should say, two via the hit. So six total. Look, this was not a good game. The Twins go out there. With their stud, you know, their young guy, Joe Ryan, who was their opening day uh, hurler, had a, you know, for their season. And he's had a pretty successful year. I mean, sub four ERA, all things considered, pretty good year for them. Uh, age 26 season, it was already an opening day starter and was somebody that they kind of depend on. He goes seven innings of no hit baseball with just two walks and nine strikeouts. Then they bring in uh, Moran 
and he has two innings of work. He takes care of the eighth and the ninth. Uh, he has a sub three ERA on the season, and in this game gives up gives up to two hits, gives up the three runs, and also gives up two walks, just as Ryan did. But struck out four batters. The Royals struck out thirteen times in this game. So it was clear that the offense was putrid. I mean, Salvador Perez goes 0 for 3. Uh, MJ Melendez gets three walks and goes 0 for 1. So at least Melendez found ways to work the count and get on base. Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, has one of just two hits. Uh, he's 1 for 4. And then Vinny Pascantino goes 0 for 3. Nick Prado goes 0 for 4. Nate Eaton goes 0 for 3. Uh, Isbell 0 for 3. Waters 0 for 3. Nicky Lopez 0 for 2. Uh, whenever he was pitch hit for... Uh, by Hunter Dozier, who, of course, got the walk and eventually scored one of the three runs. So huge, huge job by um, the ninth inning crew, which was, of course, Dozier drawing the walk, MJ Melendez drawing the walk, and then uh, Bobby Witt Jr. hit the uh, double to score those two, and then he was scored by a hit from uh, Riviero, who pinch hit for Salvador Perez. They're not pinch hit for him, but... Uh, came in in the field to give Salvador Perez some off time because this game was over uh, from behind home plate. So Sebastian Riviero came in, um, and then was able to hit for him in the ninth and went one for one with an RBI uh, to improve his average on the year to 200 and, of course, scored the third run for Kansas City and allowed them to lose 6-3. to three. So, you know, all things considered, a 6-3 to three loss to your divisional foe does not appeared terrible on the surface, right? It's not as though that is just the worst possible outcome or that is an embarrassing outcome or that is something that is out of the ordinary. But when you actually dig into it and you actually dig into how this happened, that is where you start to find the issue. That's where you start to find the problem. That's where you you really start to question how things transpired. So the Royals were getting no hit through, you know, seven, eight innings. And they just couldn't get anything going at the plate. And again, as I said earlier this week, since the trade deadline, it's been a lot of praise, at least for me, for Kansas City. Because there has been a noticeable shift in their approach, in their demeanor, in their quality of at-bats. There's been a, a noticeable shift in a lot of different avenues. Again, both at the, at the plate with those approaches being different and the quality at-bats being different. There's been a noticeable shift on the mound where, where guys like Brady Singer have taken a step. Uh, there's even been a stretch where Chris Bubich was really good in, in this stretch of games after the deadline. Uh, and also, I think that Matheny's done a much better job post-deadline as well. So it's been a lot of good post-deadline, but but some of these old habits are dying hard for Kansas City. This is a rare game where you had a lineup filled, filled with young guys. You had a lineup filled with MJ Melendez, filled with Bobby Witt Jr., filled with Vinny Pascantino, Nick Prado, uh, Nate Eaton, Kyle Isbell, Drew Waters. Um, you had a lineup filled with a lot of young guys who you really like. A lot of young guys who you think can take you into that next step, take you into that next avenue of Royals baseball where they just fell flat, where they just didn't have it. They just didn't have, you know, that, that, that sort of edge about them. 
They looked overwhelmed. They looked overmatched. They looked like they couldn't figure out how to hit the baseball. They didn't know what to look for. Like they looked, they looked like they were guessing wrong up there every single pitch. They looked off balance. They looked off kiltered. You know, they just did not look put together up there. They did not look like a team up there. They did not look like they knew what they were doing up there. And that's a big deal. Um, you know, Joe Ryan, nice pitcher. The Twins really like him, of course. They started him on opening day. I believe he was their youngest ever starting pitcher on opening day, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and remembering that far back in the in history. Uh, but look, this guy's not, you know, Clayton Kershaw on his prime. This guy's not, um, you know, Sandy Koufax, right? This is Joe Ryan. So for him to just go out there and shove, you know, nine strikeouts, seven innings of work, uh, only giving up the two walks, no hits, and just to be completely outclassing you, uh, that's not as excusable as whenever Shane Bieber shut you down last week. You know, last week it shut down by Shane Bieber. Okay, you know, this guy's a Cy Young winner. This guy's kind of been around the block, and, and he knows how to maneuver through a young lineup. This game was the first game where. It was true disappointment. It was true, gosh, you know, I just don't know how these young guys are struggling this much uh, in this contest. Because leading up to this, you're coming off the heels of Sunday's 4 nothing shutout, where Brady Singer really electrified your, your group, and, and the offense got seven hits and scored four runs. You had the off day Monday, come back Tuesday on the road, and just laid an egg, just laid an egg if you're Kansas City. So it, it hurt. It, it hurt. Sitting here Wednesday, you know, it hurts. And I just don't... I don't know how this happened. I mean, obviously, there's always the excuse of baseball, right? Baseball's random. Baseball um, allows for these fluky sort of things to happen. But they just didn't look prepared. They just didn't look prepared at all to face off with Joe Ryan and the Twins which is obviously concerning given the fact that you play them, you know, what, 17 times a year. Uh, so you should kind of, you should, if you should be familiar with anybody, you should be familiar with your divisional foes, your divisional opponents. But the lineup just did not have it. They did not have anything of the sort um, that today at the plate. But if you don't have it, you should check out Blue Chew. Summer is winding down, the nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom. Especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anywhere, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablet are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because whenever your package has arrived, your package has arrived, if you know what I mean. 
They always say first impressions are important. What about the lasting impressions? It's time to get off the couch and get back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, head to bluechew.com. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help you and give you confidence where it counts. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform well, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we are diving into that epic game from last night where Bobby Witt Jr. breaks up the no-hitter, sparks a ninth-inning three-run output, but just falls three runs short of coming back in the entire game. In this discussion, we've talked about how the hitters just didn't have it, looked lifeless, didn't know how to adjust, just didn't look prepared. But one of the biggest takeaways is what happened on the mound. And again, I want to thank you right now for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. I also... Want to say check out Lockdown Chiefs for that Thursday night preview against the Cardinals. I'm I'm sorry, they played the Cardinals week one. You can you can listen to their recap of the Cardinals, but Thursday night preview against the Chargers. uh, Check that out on Lockdown Chiefs. Check out Lockdown Jayhawks. They're doing great as uh, as a podcast and also as a football program. Two and zero for the first time since who knows how long. Well, Lockdown Jayhawks knows. So go listen and find out. Also check out Lockdown Mizzou. Locked on K-State. They got you covered with all of that fun stuff over there. Plus, locked on Chiefs, any NFL team you need, any college team you need, any NBA, MLB, uh, NHL team you need, we got you covered. Plus, national shows like Locked on MLB with our good friend Paul Francis Sullivan. Just call him Sully, though, to recap the national aspect of baseball. And I want to talk about the Royals pitching in this game. I think that this is just as as equal of a story. So when talking about this series and the series ahead, you know, earlier this week, late yesterday on yesterday's podcast, I discussed how, you know, it, it is a lot of these young guys, it is their last time, second to last time, third to last time through the order. Because the regular season ends here in a couple of days, you know, here, here in a couple of weeks. You know, it, it's already September, you know, 13th. It, it'll be gone before you know it. It'll be October baseball. It'll be playoff baseball. 
so how do these pitchers in their season? How do these pitchers go into the off season? How do these pitchers? Uh, what sample size do they give you to go off of for the off season as you start to make transactions, start to make moves, start to project how you'll go next season? For Brady Singer, he looks elite. I mean, you you look at his June first numbers, look at his July first numbers till now. He looks elite. For guys like Chris Bubich, it's a lot of up and down. And, you know, today was a big down. Five innings of work. Ten hits allowed. Five runs allowed. Plus a walk. Two home runs allowed. Six strikeouts. So, through five innings, Chris Bubich let up every single hit but one. Every single run but one. He let up one of the three walks. And two of the three home runs to the Twins hit. Chris Bewich just could not find it. This was not a good game for Chris Bewich. He struggled with command. And he doesn't have the stuff to just completely overpower you. So when his command's not there, you know, really he's not there. And, you know, granted, you're not going to win any games when your offense just can't hit the ball until the ninth inning. But... It does take you out of the game whenever your starter goes five innings and, and gets shoved for ten hits and five runs within those five innings. It just takes you completely out of the game. Now, Anthony Mivrich goes in and gives up a home run in his one inning of work, uh, but that was his only blemish is that one hit home run, a uh, solo shot. And then Brad Keller comes in, and Brad Keller, who has had an awkward season, to say the least. I mean, coming into the year, he was healthy again. He was back in the rotation. He was, um, you know, attempting to look like his old self, which at times in his career, he's looked like a, um, you know, at times in his career, he's looked like a, uh, you know, a one or two, you know, one or, one or two in the rotation in the sense of a bad team, and then in a good team, a, a two, three, four in the rotation. And now he's relegated to the bullpen. And then you, you look at the start of a season. August 9th, his first start of the year. Six innings, two hits. Uh, April 15th, uh, August, I mean April 9th. April 9th, six innings, two hits. April 15th, seven innings, three hits, and then two runs allowed. That's not a bad outing. In this day and age, you only get up to seven, uh, you know, two runs through seven innings. That is very winnable. That is a winnable game. He got roughed up on April 22nd, four uh, innings pitch, four runs given up. But then came right back on April 28th, seven innings pitched, three hits allowed, one run allowed. So he ends, you know, August with 24 innings pitched and seven runs cross, six of them earned with 27 innings pitched. Comes right back in May. What does he do? Six innings pitch, no runs allowed. And then gets roughed up on May 10th. Gets roughed up a bit uh, on May 10th for five innings of six-round baseball. May 16th, though, seven innings pitched, three runs allowed. Again, not a big deal. May 21st, not a big deal either. Seven innings pitched of four uh, runs allowed. And then May 27th, four innings pitched of six runs. That's a big one. That's that's a no-no. But you see how even in this season he showed... 
flashes of, hey, I can be a starting pitcher in this league. I can be, I can be a part of the rotation. And by the way, the worst rotation in baseball. I mean, the, the worst rotation in baseball. So then June rolls around, and this is where it gets this, gets this stuff kind of shoved to the bullpen, which was awkward because, look, you know, June 1st, six innings of four-run baseball. Is that good? No. June 7th, six innings of three-run baseball. Is that good? It's not good, but I think it's passable. So then he comes out of the bullpen on June 12th. Uh, I'm sorry. He still started the game, but he got, he got taken out after an inning of two-third, five runs given up. And then came right back June 18th, though, Started the game, seven innings, one hit, no runs. And this is what I'm talking about. That's another flash. That's another flash of, hey, June 18th, seven innings of baseball, one hit allowed, no runs allowed, six strikeouts. Looked stellar. Then they shift him into the bullpen um, this last month. And that's got to be a huge blow to the ego. It's got to, you know, because you are in, in the bullpen whenever your team has the worst rotation in baseball. And it now puts, you know, the Royals in a in a difficult spot because, you know, those starts with the, like, you know, Zach Greinke and guys like that, where you kind of already know what Zach Greinke is. And not to say that you shouldn't start Zach Greinke, but you've lost a month of sample size on which Brad Keller you're truly going to get. You know, which Brad Keller you're truly going to see perform. And you got more John Hayes, that's great. You got more Chris Bubich, you know, that's that's fine. But I would like to I would like to have this month with Brad Keller, who in this game, he goes two innings of work of clean baseball. Two innings, no hits, no runs, two walks, two strikeouts. Is that a case of the Twins just didn't care anymore because they were up by a lot of runs and felt like they had the game in hand? Or is that a case of, hey, this is Brad Keller kind of back on track? And now, where do you go from here if you're the Royals with Brad Keller? Where do you go? Do you go into next year thinking you bring him back and you know you put him back in that rotation? Do you go into next year thinking, hey, you bring him back and you make him a middle reliever? Because I don't think he has the stuff to be a back end of the bullpen kind of guy. I don't, I don't think he has the stuff to be an eighth inning guy or a ninth inning guy or a high leverage guy. Uh, and the Royals apparently don't think he has the stuff to be a, you know, to be a uh, star kind of guy. So it's just an awkward spot to be in if you are Brad Keller. What are your feelings on Brad Keller? How do you evaluate Brad Keller? Tell me all about that in the comment section below on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at Lockdown Royals on Twitter as well. Let me know what you think over there. If you don't have Twitter or YouTube, email LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. Folks, very, very exciting end to a terrible game because you did get to see Bobby Witt Jr. hit that double. You did get to see Bobby Witt Jr. score. Uh, you got to see your, your face break up the no-hitter, and luckily you did not get no-hit by... Minnesota Twins, but a painful way to get to that exciting conclusion. The outlook for the rest of this series, I'll be honest with you, isn't great. Because I think that Sonny Gray will be able to outdeal Zach Grinke. Uh, and then you have Daniel Lynch going on Thursday, who is just a wild card. I mean, uh, he's much like Bubich. Uh, you know, he, he's had stretches 
since the deadline where he's looked really good. and He's looked like the first-round pick that you drafted him as. And he's had stretches where he looked really, really bad. So, like, which Daniel Lynch are you going to get? That's a big question mark. So, I don't know how this series will shake out now. And it's important to note the Royals aren't playing for anything. Let's just be honest. Win-loss-wise, the Royals aren't playing for anything. And the Twins are playing for their playoff life and their their season's life at home. That's a big mountain to climb. Let's admit it, folks. That's a big mountain to climb that we should not really hold it against the Royals if they lose this series or get swept in this series because these Twins are playing for everything and these Royals are just simply not. They're just simply not. So we'll see how the series unfolds. Make sure you check back every day, every single day, Monday through Friday, for Lockdown Royals. And until then, be good and be good to one another.